against the odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you, spaghetti meatballs behind the glass. Babyface Joel Solomon is producing this mess from the El Camp facilities. And joining me as always, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of waging. Wagering, yes. My barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, and the generous trifecta, Harry, brother, Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What is up, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How are we doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? This is our NBA Futures podcast. There's no way the NBA starts next week. There's mm. no way. I know I'm going to turn it on and see games, but it's just it's impossible that it started up so quickly. We just got into football. But anyway, <laughs> so much to go over. MVP, Rookie of the Year. Uh, we're doing Most Improved. We're going to do Over Under Wins. All of it. And then we're going to talk to Jerry Ferrara. Big Knicks fan, Parley Kid. You got to get that courtside seat with him somehow, well, right? I hope so. I <laughs> can we ask him? Can we ask him? I don't know. I mean, if you want to ask him, that's your business. This is, you know, this is, I, I don't even know what nights you're free anymore, I mean, how this is going to go. We, we're, we're texting buddies. I mean, we're, we're, Ron and I, we're, we're texting about the yeah. Knicks all the time. I mean, he might as well just invite us rather than get text messages. I know, but maybe he maybe he values maybe he values you as a texting buddy, and it doesn't make sense to sit right next I to you. I could see that. I could, I, yeah. I could see that. Um, we got NBA. We have our hockey preview. Shaq and the Degenerate Trifecta and Spaghetti and Meatballs. They're going to jump on. That's going to be on YouTube, and it's also a minus three episode. Hockey, yes. Uh, I don't know the 1930s names they give these awards, but the MVP, the Rookie of the Year, got over uh, under odds. You got to make the playoff odds, and who will win the Stanley Cup? Check that out on minus three. It's a special NHL preview. Hey, check out and uh, one more order of business here, extrapoints.com. Slash arcade, our prop culture quiz, October edition, free prizes. If you answer some Halloween questions, if you answer some succession questions, if you answer some, um, what did I just say? Oh, the movie. What's the best movie going to be out there? Um, highest gross is Bond, the highest grossing movie of October. A lot of nice little options there. Prop culture quiz. That's extrapoints.com slash arcade. All right, let's hit the NBA futures. MVP, Luca. I did this last year. I love Luca, right? It was uh, Giannis had won two in a row. Luca was the favorite. Then all of a sudden, what happened, brother Brian? Dallas was like twelve games out of a, yep. a, a, a first or out of the playoffs or something crazy, and so Luca disappeared. Even though he had a good year, and then it ended up being LeBron was the favorite, and then it ended up being Embiid was the favorite. Both those guys got hurt, and Jokic, who never got hurt, just slid right in there, won the award. Good odds there for Jokic. 16 to 1 to repeat. That's interesting. You don't see that much. Mm. I said Luca 5 to 1, Durant plus 650, Giannis 7 to 1, Embiid 8 to 1, Steph Curry 8, Lillard 12, LeBron 16, and as I said, Jokic 16, James Harden 18. Goes on and on. A lot of superstars in this league. I'm going to go with Steph Curry. 8 to 1 odds. He signed the max extension. He had five first place votes, which was second most behind Jokic. So, you know, there's some guys who want to give him this award. Um, what they do in the draft. Kaminga, number seven overall. Moses Moody, who we, I, I think we all thought he was going to go earlier than 14. In a way, they're building for the future. I'm not sure if Wiggins is a good fit. Draymond scoring is down, but he had 194 assists to Curry last season, which is 51 more than any other player had to a single teammate. So to say they're feeding Curry more doesn't seem to make sense because he gets all the shots. He's a sports center highlight machine. If he stays healthy, one or two of these other guys get injured. You know, he averaged 32 a year. Anything close with his athleticism and the fun he adds, I think the voters are going to be behind him. Curry, eight to one. Harry, you're going more traditional. You say Giannis, three out of four years this would be? Yeah, it's seven to one. Uh, seems like he's older, but he's only 26. They won the championship over the past four years. He's averaged right around 28, 12, and 6, 55% from the field. He's the reason mainly why the Bucks team has led the NBA in scoring the last three years at like 118, 119 a game. And again, uh, other champs, he was fantastic in the finals against Phoenix. Um, MVP, why not? Third time in four years, 7-1. to one. All right, the Scully brothers taking bigger swings here. Tatum, brother Brian. Yeah, I like Tatum at plus 2,400. You know, I preface this uh, every time by saying I'm I'm sure I'm going to bet a lot on Luka to win MVP mm -hmm. for the next couple of years. Probably Giannis, too. I'm, I usually seem to be like a year early on these guys. Like, I think I had Jokic the year before. He won it last year. And then 
I had Luca last year, so expect mm-hmm. him to win it since I'm not picking him here, although I do like him. Uh, but yeah, I wanted somebody with good odds, and, and 2,400 was a little tasty for me. Um, every year, his, his numbers have gone up, and the, the question with him is, you know, can he average 28 to 30 a year, um, which or 30 per game, I said, like he did uh, the last month and a half of last season. You know, even in that net series, he was phenomenal, even though it was tough for them to win because they had nobody else playing. Um, I also think, you know, his his assists will probably increase a little bit further. He's going to probably have the ball in his hands a little bit more. Um, definitely, you know, he's definitely a sleeper at those odds. And I do think the Celtics get back to, I think they get back to more of a top three team this year. So I, I do like the uh, plus 2,400 there. I think you have to, right? You have to be a top three. Although, wait, what was, what was even Denver last year? Uh, he was, they were third. They were third. All right. So the Nets, Bucks, and Sixers are supposed to be the top three. The Heat at four, and then the Celtics, I think, are expected to be the fifth seed, if I go uh, odds-wise. So, yeah, we're expecting these guys to jump up. Curry, Tatum, um, Giannis should be steady top two, three seed there, Harry. So that's a little safer. But Parley Kid, you're picking someone no one I haven't even mentioned, uh, the Utah Jazz in any yeah. of this you like Donovan Mitchell. Why does this guy get no love? Uh, you talked about Curry getting some votes last year. Mitchell had zero votes last year, at least mm-hmm. first place votes last year. He averaged 26 and a half, five and four and a half. Uh, and the jazz had the best record in the league. And we know the jazz is going to be a good uh, regular season team. And that's what this vote is about, right? So the jazz again could end up with one of the top records in the NBA. Their best player on their team is going to be Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he's entering the prime of his career. His scoring average has gone up every single year. Uh, and now, like I just said, he's entering really what I think is his prime. His three-point shooting has gone up as well, uh, close to 40% last year. You know, he's sixth in the league history in playoff scoring average at 28 and a half wow. points per game. Pretty impressive, yeah. right? Already in his young career, he's had eight 25-point halves in the playoffs. Eight. Mm. And he's had three 45-plus point games in the playoffs in this career. If we see anything close to playoff Mitchell, 30-1 to here is great value for a guy who's going to be on one of the top teams in the NBA here, Sal. So let's get some love for Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz players got slammed last year by the elites in the league saying, really, no, nobody wants to really play there or play them when they play uh, NBA uh 2K or whatever they're playing. So let's give yeah. this guy some love on this on this podcast, Sal. The problem is some of these guys just do step it up for the playoffs. And it's not a playoff award, right? It's a regular season award. So you say, hey, if we see the Donovan Mitchell of the playoffs, then that, that's going to bode well for him in these voting and everything. But everyone plays a different game. There's so many superstars, and you don't know what they're doing. They're saving themselves. They're not saving themselves. But there you go. All right. So we gave you four right there. I misspoke. The Warriors are second in the West, right behind the Lakers, odds wise at plus 550. So Curry could potentially, um, if everything plays out, be a top two right there. Jazz are expected to be a four seed. Clippers plus 550 or third. Uh, All right. Let's go to rookie of the year where Jalen Green is favored to win the award. Let me look here. What were the odds? Oh, plus 240. I Kate Cunningham. Cu- both of them. Plus right. 240. Right. They're both right up there. Jalen Suggs, 7 to 1. Mobley, plus 950. Scotty Barnes, 13 to 1. Um, so there you go. That's what that is. Uh, I'm going to go Jalen Suggs. I'm banking on him breaking through that mm. crowded backcourt in Orlando. It's not great uh, names wise. Markel Fultz, Terrence Ross, Cole Anthony. I think he makes it through. Average 15, six, and two assists in three games in the summer league. I know people don't care about that, but also second most trending topic on Twitter I read in all the U.S. after that first summer league game. I think 7-1, I love this style. I love this play in college, and I'm going with him for rookie of the year. I think 7-1 is too high. Brother Bri, you're going with the favorite. Or one of yeah, the favorites. yeah, I mean, I love Suggs. I mean, he's a winner. He's a guy I'd love to have on my team. I, I don't know if this first year, I don't know what his numbers will necessarily look like, but I do think this is a three-man race. I'd be shocked if it's not Green, Cunningham, or Suggs this year. Um, but yeah, I like I like Green here. I mean, the one thing that concerns me with him is maybe his frame and whether or not he could stay healthy for the full season. But this mm-hmm. kid's going to score a lot. Um, the experience in the G League is definitely going to help him. I think he'll get off to a faster start because of that in the NBA. And he's going to be allowed on, on the Rockets to shoot you know, 20 shots per game. Uh, or, mm-hmm. you know, infinity shots for him. So I, 
I think he's the type of guy who's going to come into the league and he's going to score 20 right away. So I, I like him to have a, a big season right off the bat. All right, probably kid, you're going with the other favorite, Cade Cunningham. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I saw Cunningham, at, I thought, plus 195. Now he's jumped up to 240. Um, he averaged 18.7, 5.7, and 2.3 in the summer league while shooting 50% from downtown in the summer league. I know we can't really go by that, but that's some. those are some pretty impressive numbers for a guy that the Pistons are go- going to run their offense through him, right? He's going to have the ball a lot in his hands. I think he approaches those same numbers during the regular season, if not better. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him going for close to 20 a night, six or so rebounds, three or so assists. That could be enough to get him this award at plus 240. I still think get him now at that value. Yeah, I know. I mean, I talked to Simmons about this the other night. Like, I know you don't want to maybe go by the summer league games, but one thing's for sure. If your guy, if your top pick is averaging three points a game in the summer league, he's not going to break into the starting lineup, right? So then, you know, that's probably a cross off. So these guys are averaging 14, 15, 13. That's good for uh, playing time, at least. Right. Harry, uh, you like Evan Mobley. Take a shot at plus 950. Evan Mobley of the Cavs, um, Cleveland 24th last year. In rebounds, it's definitely going to help improve that number. Uh, at USC last year as a freshman, um, 19 times, 19 times he led the team in rebounds and uh, in scoring with double doubles. He's got uh, double double capabilities. Uh, Average 16 and nine for the season at USC. Um, three blocks a game, too. Guy can shoot from the outside. So uh, he's going to put up some big numbers here with a team that's going to probably uh, rely on him to get some points. So I'm going to take him at plus 950. Uh, I think that's pretty good value. All right, there you go. Let's move on to most improved. And this is a bet offered up on AAO last year, the greatest bet ever offered up, winner Julius mm. Randle. I mean, uh, we had him at 66 to 1 odds and then all the way through 28, 15 to 1. Good job out of the Jenner trifecta. I think they were all on it. I don't know if Harry was on it. I don't want to give you credit, but Julius Randle of next. And the best part of the Julius Randle bet is you are going to win this bet again in two years. Because this year he's going to average three points and four assists. <laughs> so uh, plan on betting it next year. Michael Porter Jr. is the favorite at ten to one. Kevin Porter Jr. twelve to one. Um, and then there are guys who aren't named Porter at all. John Morant fourteen to one. Jordan Poole fifteen. This is a tough one to pick. How do you know it was going to be most it's, improved? Right. It's not exactly comeback player of the year right, for the yeah. NFL. Right. Because it's not injury based. Um, I'm taking Zion 26 to one. I know he's coming off a of foot surgery. He'll be ready for the, at least um, he'll miss a couple games, but I think he could be ready for next week. He only played 86 games in two years. And if he puts up similar numbers for an entire season, as he did down the stretch where he averaged 30 points, his free throw percentage went from 64 to 70. If that jumps a few more points and that team makes the playoffs, look, the NBA wants him to do well, right? They're going to name him to an all NBA team eventually. And then at 26 to one odds, if he stays healthy, obviously a big, if I like that plus 2,600 Zion for most improved Harry, you like Halliburton, another big uh, odds guy. Yeah. At 42 to one, but may I add this award for the NBA is stupid. It's a stupid award. Uh, I agree. Because Jeremy, Jeremy Grant last year for Detroit, uh, ex Syracuse orange, uh, was minus three sixty to win it at one point when, um, he did nothing wrong to lose it. He did. He was playing, put up good numbers, did nothing to lose that minus 360 clout and still loses the bet going away. Just made no sense. Um, but I'm going to take Hal Burton at 42 to one, uh, 12 pick overall last year. Did average 30 minutes a game last year, played well for the Kings, um, needs to improve a bit on his rebounds where he's got three a game. I'll take him at 42 to one. Kings are kind of a fun team. They score a lot of points. Don't play a lot of defense. Like to see them play a little bit more defense, but Halliburton at 42 to one. He was a good pick last year. All right. We're giving out gigantic odds guys, brother. Brian, who you got? Yeah. Halliburton's a good one. I mean, I think any of the rookies, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to go from a, a top rookie to like most improved the second year. Right. It's hard for that. And I guess the thing you could say for Zion, like if Zion improves that much, like is he just the MVP uh, is like, right. right. Uh, yeah. Right. Potentially mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on those numbers, but I'm going to go with um guy you know, some people talk about there's not a you know not a lot of buzz on him, but uh, Ananobi on the Raptors. I was always a big fan of his, and I thought you know I always thought he should play more. Was 
really good defensively. You know, that, that's what he was always known for. But last year he took a big jump uh, and really took a leap in March and April in terms of his numbers. And now with Lowry gone, uh, it's possible he could take that much uh, of a bigger leap and average in the 20s, play awesome D. And if Toronto's back to being a pretty good team, I think last year was just a little weird down year for them. I think they'll be back to being a good team. Um, I think he definitely has a, has a shot. He's the type of guy that could just significantly improve right. from one year to the next. And Parlay Kid, plus 2,400, another juicy odds guy here. Yeah, yeah, Sal. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander here from uh, OKC in 35 games. Here's the key. You know, we looked at them as a terrible team last year, right? When this guy played, they were basically, well, close to being a 500 team. And this, they had no right being a 500 team, except this kid, it might be the most underrated player in the NBA. And in his 35 games last year, OKC was 16 and 19. He put up 23, 6, and close to 5 a game. And he shot over 50%. Uh, nobody talks about him. Uh, I think if OKC plays uh, above expectations and the expectations are not very high, and they get close to 30, you know, 33, 34, 35 wins with 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 Shea. They can do mm-hmm. that. I think going into again, maybe a year number, you know, he's only 23, so he's rapidly improving. And that's that's the problem with this award. Some of these guys already set the bar high, and now they got to go higher to win this award. I always thought the like the most improved should go from a guy who averaged like six points a game. To a guy mm-hmm. who's averaging like 22 points a game. This award doesn't right. seem to fit that. It's just a guy who goes from good numbers to great numbers. This guy has a chance to go, you know, average in the upper 20s with six or seven assists and rebounds a game at this point on this team. So let's take Shea Gilgis Alexander at 24 to 1. All right. There you go. Now we're going to do over under wins. And I'm I asked that you give me just your best over and your best under because there are some podcasts out oh. there, maybe even on the ringer that are going to go over all 30 or however many team over unders. But here's the thing with that. It's garbage. It's nonsense because unlike football, where you could go through every game on every schedule, you're not doing that for basketball. You're not right. going through every 82 games for the Indiana Pacers to figure out if they win 43 or 41 games. And I'm sorry if uh, one of you guys has the Indiana Pacers, but that's just my example. So we're going to keep it nice and light. Nice and easy. I'm going to give you an under, and it's the Brooklyn Nets, 56 and a half. 56 would give them a higher win percentage than even last year. Right. And I don't even need to see this team play to know what their plan is. The goal is to always make the playoffs healthy, and they almost got there last year. Kyrie is not playing home games, according to Steve Nash. It's going to be load management, load management, load management. There's enough good teams in the East that could hand them, what, 26 losses? I think the under is the way to go here. I don't know. Cameron Thomas is going to take over games while everyone else is sitting around. Like, I I don't think this is going to work. I don't think they care to win 60 games. And that's why I'm going under 56. Katie misses a share of games too. So no matter what, too. Yeah, of course. All these guys, we get it. They're going to make the playoffs and then they're going to be one of the best teams to beat Hmm. if everybody's playing. Um, But I'm going under Harry. Give me your under. My under is the Lakers at 53 and a half at minus 110. Uh, won 42 games and 72 games last year. So the extra 10 games here, I, I don't know. Um, this is like the OKC pick we did uh, a few years back um, when it was like a similar number at 53 and a half. And they had Westbrook, Carmelo, and George. Uh, too many egos on a team. And that, again, that team was not good. And they went under. And here, same situation with the Lakers when now Westbrook's on the team. LeBron, AD, if he's even healthy, and throw in, throw in that I've always said Carmelo Anthony is a cancer for whatever team he's on because oh. of the situation he has to be in. He's on this team too. Too many egos on this team. I don't think they start off the season well. I think it takes them a while to get rolling, especially, you know, with Westbrook having to share the ball with LeBron. I don't think it's going to be great here. I'm going to, and again, Lakers just make the same sort of situation too with the Nets, Al, like you mentioned. Just make the playoffs. They don't have to have be stung. They don't have to be just make the playoffs and then let it roll then and let everyone be healthy. So I think Lakers under 53 and a half is a really good bet. Yeah, we saw that they don't care about being a four seed or even a seven seed, whatever it ended up being. Um, they were almost uh, got a little scary at the end, though. Of course. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So, but they don't. They don't care. It doesn't matter. All right, brother Brian, you're picking on the Cavaliers. This seems sad. <laughs> Why not? Cavs right. under 27 and a half. The number seems a little high. I mean, will this team ever be good again? Uh, you know, without LeBron, uh, mm. I think since LeBron has left, the most I know it's a not full seasons, but the most they've won is 22 games. Now, I like some of the pieces they have. But if I had to guess, it seems like Sexton will probably be, I, I would guess they'll trade him, right? Because it seems like I don't mm-hmm. think they were looking to offer him the max. And if he gets traded, there's no way they're reaching that 28. The The division got better. I think they're still a few years away from being good. And to their benefit, they should probably suck another probably like two years. And uh, 27 and a half just seems high for for a Cavs team that uh, who, mm. who knows with them. All right. Parlay kid, no Westbrook. That's going to be a problem for the Wizards. 34 yeah. and a half are going under. They, listen, the Wizards won 34 games last year. Uh, that's the equivalent of winning about 38 or 39 games this year. But you take yeah. away the 100 points, uh, 50 rebounds, and 50 assists that Westbrook averaged last year per game uh, for 100 the points? Yeah, it was something <laughs> like that. So it seemed like it. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> um, but you take that away uh, from uh, the Wizards, and I think they struggle. I think Beal's going to. He'll be right up there with um, leading the league in scoring this year. I don't know if Dinwiddie makes much of an impact uh, for the Wizards. I think they have a uh, a roster full of complementary players, but nobody else to really help Beal along here. I just don't see them in this much improved East getting over that 34 and a half wins when they were really carried by Westbrook, uh, at least right. especially during the second half of the season last year. There you go. All right. Wow. You heard it from Parlay Kid. The and that's Wizards plus 100. Average. That's even money. It's plus 100 for the Wizards to go under 34 and a half. You say they're going to average like 17 points a game. I mean, they're going to go. It seems like it. Yeah. They're not going to win at all. Uh, there you go. All right. Uh, and Harry, we need your underpaid. No, did we take get your under? We did. Yeah. Sorry. We got everybody's under. Right, let's go to over right now. I'm going Toronto. And this is a stretch. I get it. Their over is 36 and a half over under. They were 27-45 last year. I like the Scotty Barnes pick. 13-9-6 and six in his debut. Everyone who hates the preseason, whatever, the summer league can go scratch. ACC six-man of the year, freshman of the year. Mm. Now, here's the thing. They could tank if they're on the outside looking in. But I think being in the East, I think they're going to be competitive up until the All-Star break. So if there's a combination trade down the stretch for Van Fleet and Jockham, I'm done. But I don't think so. I'm going over. They're a competitive team. They're a playoff team. They're a championship team. I know there's no Kawhi Leonard or anything like that anymore, but I think over 36 and a half is a good value at minus 105 for the Toronto. Uh, Harry, which way are you going over? I'm going to take Golden State over 47 and a half at minus 118. Now in 72 games last year, they won 39, but Curry and Draymond Green both missed 10 games each. Their first round pick, James Wiseman, missed 30, um, but they get Clay Thompson back uh, this year. Uh, Sal, you mentioned Moses Moody, uh, out of, a rookie out of Arkansas. Really, his game fits the NBA more than college. Um, with all those injuries still, like I said, Golden State 39, just got to get nine more uh, with 10 extra games. I think they do it with a healthy Curry over 47 and a half. And, they, and again, now, finally, the Warriors will be good again. There you go. All right, Parley kid, uh, why do this to yourself? Come yeah. on. <laughs> Well, no, I'm I'm super confident in this Knicks team to go over the 41 I know. and a half. That's wins. why I'm asking. I'm, I'm confident. Right. I, look, would Knicks fans accept less than 41, 42 <laughs> wins this year? What's that, Harry? I missed no. it. So that you that might get the duh of the day. Wow, you get the duh of the day oh. and the pick. All right, I dare to, I, I dare to give Jerry the duh of the day when he comes on, Harry. I Ooh, dare you. Oh, wow. I dare you. So, Jerry's my man. Yeah. <laughs> I, now he's your man. Okay. Uh, 41 and a half, but they had 41 last year, right? right. So there's something weird Knicks here. Knicks fans would not accept anything less than 42 wins as a bust of a season. Mm. Knicks, mm-hmm. no superstar, but super deep. They might be one of the deepest teams in the NBA. That's going to help because Tibbs likes to grind, right? The Knicks grind out these games in the regular season. The Knicks will do it better than anybody else. It's good because they'll play hard every night. Not every team in the NBA does that. The Knicks will do that. I Kemba Walker, hey, look, if he's 80% of what he what he was, that's going to help the Knicks. Fournier, nice signing as well, solid, not spectacular. 
R.J. Barrett entering year three, going to take another leap this year. The Knicks are going to just be better uh, than they were last year, I believe. The East has gotten a little bit better. But the Knicks, everybody's expecting a regression. I think that's there's a lot of talk of that. I don't see it. I just don't see it. This is a well-coached team. They're going to play hard, and they're very deep. Let's go over the 41-and-a-half wins. You know what I don't see? I don't see you or hear you mentioning Obi Toppin at all. He's part of the depth. I mentioned the great depth. He's (laughs) part of that depth. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, Brother Bry. Brother Bry. Part of the damn bench. You're, you're, uh, Bry, you're becoming a Celtics fan here. I know you hate the Red Sox, but my God, Tatum Uh, MVP, Celtics over 45 and a half. Well, you know how it is. It's like Celtics (laughs) or the Lakers, they go down for like one year and then they're good for, for a long, for 10 years. But, you know, they were, I thought they were terrible last year and they still finished up 41 and 41. I like, you know, so I like that over 45 and a half. Um, I just don't know if they were listening to, you know, to Stevens anymore. He probably ran his, you know, you know, his time passed him by as a head coach, I guess, for that team. Well, Damashek says he's going to the Hoosiers. So, I mean, we're yeah. still waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very possible. But I think Yudoka hiring um, seems like a good fit for them. You know, Tatum and Brown, again, still really young, should take another step this season. They added solid veterans with Schroeder, Horford, and Richardson. And even if Horford doesn't give you a ton, obviously they thought, you know, he obviously had a big presence in that locker room, and that was huge for them. You know, this was a team before last year that won 48 uh, games in a shortened season. Before that, they won 49 games, 55 games, 53 games, 50, mm-hmm. uh, 48 games. So I, I do think 45 and a half is probably a little bit low for them. I think they get back to being, you know, uh, as I said earlier, I think they get back to being a top three or a four team here and go over. All right. There you go. Uh, all right. Let's do to make the playoffs your best pick to make the playoffs or not make the playoffs. I'll, I'll, I don't need to say any more about Toronto. I like the yes at plus 184. Um, so that's what I'm doing there to make the playoffs. I know it's a little bit of a stretch. And here it's a big stretch for the no, the Miami Heat. Uh, I get it. The addition of Kyle Lowry could be big, but plus 490 to my, not make the playoffs. The East is better. That division is better. It's the best in a while. It's a coin flip between. Miami or Atlanta, who wins that division? We all like Charlotte to get better, right? Um, Washington, uh, despite what Parley Kid says, it could be gutty. They'll win some games here. No Russ, Kuzma, though. Harrell and Dinwiddie. Kispert, if he gets some playing time, we like him. He could shoot the lights out. I think they're an injury away, Miami, from being the team that just falls apart at five to one. Again, a lot of the not a lot of trends uh, pointing towards the Heat not making the playoffs. They're supposed to be a top three or four seed, but if they don't win that division, they could fall. Get me plus 490 for the no. Brother Bry, you're saying yes to the Knicks and no for the Bulls. Yeah, yes to the Knicks and no to the Bulls. So the Knicks to make the playoffs are minus 132. Everything Parley Kid said is correct, right? They're going to play. They they have just good character guys. That's the one thing I would say is like, you know, Tibbs is such a demanding coach, the, you know, but he, they're going to play f- hard for them. You know, maybe after year three or four, it starts to fade away a little bit, but they do have good character guys who are going to play hard. The additions are going to help them this year. Like Parley Kid was saying, their depth, they have crazy depth. I mean, what we'd consider depth, I, I don't know, but they do have, it seems like, 15 guys on this team who could potentially potentially give them good minutes. And again, Obi Toppin could find, you know, who knows, you know, he might be getting 10 minutes a game here. But um, I do think, I do think, you know, in the regular season when teams are sitting guys, that's not the Knicks way. You know, they're, they're going to steal some victories that way. So I do like the minus 132. Yeah. And then on the Bulls to miss, you know, you're getting plus 156 here. I know I know people like the veteran moves. Um, sure, I guess they, they might take a, a step this year forward. But I don't know. Is this team going to win 10 more games than they won last year? Uh, bef- before they do it, you know, somebody like Levine has to, you know, prove he's a winner to me. Right. Uh, plus 156, I think, is really good value. Again, because considering you get the Nets, Bucks, Sixers, Hawks, Celtics, Heat, and then, you know, you got to slide in one of these other two teams between Knicks, Pacers, Hornets, Raptors, Wizards. Yeah. So I think to get the Bulls to not make it a plus 156, I, I don't think you could say just because DeRozan's there, they're going to be, you know, they're right. going to be a, a playoff team. All right, Harry, I like your yes with the Pelicans plus 164 because that makes my um, Zion Williamson bet to win a not even comeback player. What's it called? Most improved player 
more feasible. Um, you like that? And you like no for the Blazers at plus 172. And Parlay Kid is with you. Tag team this one, guys. You both like no for the Blazers? What did I miss? miss right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You both do. Right. Okay. No, yeah. no, for, no for the Blazers. Not sure where like, that the Blazers tank the beginning of the season like they did in the playoffs last year against Denver. Uh, right. I don't know where, I don't know what they're going to do in terms of Lillard and how much is Lillard's heart going to be into giving everything he's got. So the Blazers, if they're not going to make it, I don't know if Charles Chauncey Billups is their head coach now. It's going to make any type of real difference. Uh, I don't know, Parley Kids got a little extra to add on that too, but I'll just say also with Sal, yeah, the Pelicans at plus 164. They were close last year, very close. Finished two games out of the playoffs. They were third in the NBA in team rebounding. Uh, Zion's got some help here. And everyone would love to see him in the playoffs too, but he got some help getting Valashunas in the middle here, yep. clock Uh-oh. up the middle a little bit so he can help out a bit. Brandon Ingram puts up good numbers. Uh, they just got to get a lot better. They got to get better defensively and win a little more on the road. They're close at plus 164. That's not a bad deal. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they made this play-in game. Eventually, the NBA is like, hey, Zion, you got it. This ridiculous play-in right. series we have, this is for you. Just get it going. Mm-hmm. All right, plus 164. Uh, Paulie Kid, you want to add to the no? I mean, we're going to hear about yeah. Dame Lillard. Free Dame Lillard, you know. Yeah, we're going to exactly what we're going to hear a lot of this year, Sal. I mean, the Suns, Clippers, Lakers, Mavs, Jazz, Denver, Warriors. Can we pencil them into the playoffs at seven? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I I kind of like maybe Memphis to take uh, a little step with Jackson being uh, healthy mm-hmm. this year uh, for them, uh, and there's probably possibly you know even a Sacramento could take a step forward. Uh, I just don't I don't know if Portland's a team I would bank on. I just think if they're coming back with the same team, different coach. I think Stotts was maybe if anything a little underrated there mm-hmm. in Portland. Uh, I like Phillips. I'm sure he's going to make a, a nice head coach, but it is year one for him. I think Lillard is going to want out, and then this team will—they they will have no chance of making the playoffs. Now. So I, I agree right. with everything now, Harry said. Now this other one, this Hornets to make the playoffs, and but, but I thought about it. I'm like, we might as well just do it because oh, we right. have a friend who is such a pain in the ass, yeah. such a pain <laughs> in the ass, and <laughs> consumes between three and five hours of texting with us just on Hornet stuff, just on on. Tweets that people yeah. are putting, people nobody's putting up on tweets yeah. about Lamelo Ball, like, uh, <laughs> and we have to go through all of it. And yeah. I, I know it's going to start. Um, Hornets, yes, plus one sixty four. We might as well be on the right side of this. Yeah, yeah. I well, I have that, Sal. That's my pick for yeah. to make the playoffs mm-hmm. is the Hornets at plus one sixty four. And then we can all admit Sarah is way too good for Alec. Am I right? Can we admit <laughs> that? <here>? Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's at least admit that. I think that we've done that right now. Um, absolutely. Yes. Uh, is there a bet yeah, on I that? Mean, because I'd love to make that bet too. I mean, wait till wait till the real text messaging starts here with Alec, right? We oh jeez, it's it's just about to happen. If Jerry Maybe thinks COVID it's bad for me and Brian, uh, you know, <laughs> we're no match for Alec when it comes to the Hornets. So let's jump right. on. I think we're going to be going down to a Hornets game this year. Um, uh huh. We're going to be living the life down there. Let's let's jump on their bandwagon <laughs> as long as they're not playing the Knicks. Have the Hornets defeat everybody else. Look, Ball should be in the – he should be in – look, Rookie of the Year last year. He should be in the discussion for most improved, I think. We left him off. Interesting. But he's 34-1, mm-hmm. to 1, and I think he mm. can lead this team to the playoffs. They, look, he's an ESPN highlight reel. They love showing him. Think about him at 34-1. to 1. They're a fun team. Ubre, Plumley adds some nice depth to a team that didn't have a lot of depth. Hayward – Looks healthy. Uh, Book night, great draft pick for them. He's he's averaging 17 a game, I think, in the preseason so far. Mm-hmm. I like the way this – I like him. I like him at plus 164 to make the playoffs. They're not winning it, but they're on the rise. Let's do it for our buddy Alec. Let's do it. All right. I You know what? I Maybe may, – I don't know how Lamelo is seen as most improved because if you're on this text chain at all, he's Michael Jordan. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like there's no way – there's no room for improvement. I don't I would like to ro- auction off my spot on that text chain if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to figure that out. We're going to work that out. Sounds like I'm glad I'm not on it. Oh, my God. I mean, COVID hasn't even slowed this guy down. <laughs> but uh, can we no, celebrate I the it. Cowboys? I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait. I NBA, baby. I I hate it. Uh, NBA winner, 
Uh, this is dumb. I, I think all my picks are pretty dumb. Like you could go through this last 45 minutes and say Sal doesn't know what he's talking about. And that may be true. I'm taking the Clippers at 16 to one. I'm taking a team that doesn't have Kawhi Leonard. Um, I'm banking obviously on him returning by the end of the year and Ty Lue figuring it out. And Kawhi, even though injured, seems as happy as he could be. This is the best free throw shooting team in history. They play hard. Batum and Reggie Jackson, a nice addition. Zabaka, back from back injury. Abaka, maybe? Baka? I don't know. <laughs> back, back's injuries. Bledsoe's a solid sixth. I like them at 16 to 1. Paul, you know, which PG3 do we get? We feel bad for crapping on him in the playoffs, and then yeah. he has a monster game. But anyway, they're supposed to be like a third seed, right? If you go by the odds to win the whole thing um, in the West. So give me 16 to 1. Brother Brian, you thought this team wins the whole thing if uh, Kawhi's in there, right? Yeah, I thought I thought the Clippers were great, especially you know later on in the playoffs. They 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 played really well even without Kawhi. I mean, Man was great for them. Reggie Jackson was great for them. Jackson is a guy who I thought was just not a good like winning player, and obviously proved me wrong last year. He was really good, but they you know they do have a lot of depth. I, again, that's if mm-hmm. Kawhi was healthy, that would be my pick too. I, it's just. Who knows? I right. think they say he's progressing faster than expected, but yeah, they just kind of, yeah, he, he just has to be healthy for them to win this year. But yeah. I, I, I do like that, but I'm, I'm going to go with the, uh, you know, I'm sticking with the bucks at eight to one. I just think even eight to one for the bucks is really probably the best value. You know, I was kind of just crossing off teams like the jazz and nuggets. I just don't, I don't think they necessarily have the makeup to win, uh, to win the finals. And I think, I do think the Bucks found the right recipe last year, right. Uh, to, to winning. And, and Giannis just seems like the type of player who will always kind of have that fire. I, I think it's just, mm-hmm. I'm sure for him, it's just on to the next, right. Can we, yep. you know, now it's just about, you know, winning a second championship. And now, you know, it, it's hard for me to back the Nets or the Lakers here at that, at those odds, just based on the injuries. Right. I right. think you got to kind of let this, if you like those teams, Got to let the season play out a little bit because one little thing could could For derail sure. that team. All right, Harry, what are you adding to the Bucks discussion? You like them at eight to one, also. Yeah, I'm with Brian. Um, why not have a repeat team here? Uh, they're, the de- they're, their demons are gone of choking in the past playoffs. Uh, teams fully intact. Still got Lopez, Middleton, Holiday. Uh, it's going to be a hard team to beat. And like, like I mentioned earlier, that this team scores uh, during the regular season. They just outscore you. They're a fantastic home team. Bucks at eight to one. Why not? All right. Parley kid, Donovan Mitchell, Jazz. It's Utah's year. Yeah. You know, Sal, I, I think it was in hockey a few years back where um, I had gone with the Capitals for like three straight years to win mm-hmm. the title. I jumped mm-hmm. off them, then they won. Last few years, I've put some money on the Jazz with some long odds to win, and they've had some very successful regular seasons. Uh, but some can't seem to make it through the playoffs. Uh, I think Mitchell is taking that next step this year. I think they're a deep team. They play good defense. They have the defensive player in the year, year in and year out, and Gobert. Maybe it's just their year here at 14-1. to 1. I'll ride with the Jazz. Uh, just because, again, we they, just, they might not have that. I, I think Mitchell is going to become that superstar, but um, – I just like them. Well, I like them as a team. They compete every night during the regular season, kind of like the Knicks. Well, all right. I don't know, what, Sal. Sal, Sal I don't know. I, I think it's just. I think more than anything, I think Darren is kissing Ben Kelly's ass for some reason. To be honest, <laughs> I, I <laughs> wasn't Whoa, even thinking of that, that. But thanks for bringing Ben uh, up, Harry. He's, yeah. he's a good man. He's a good man. <laughs> he's a clu- clueless man. Clueless man. That is uh, Harry's nemesis on, on Twitter. Harry, uh, he goes after Harry, and Harry takes the bait every single time. <laughs> he goes right back at him. Oh, so. I got him good on Sunday. Plenty good. Oh, oh, really? Numerous times. Oh, what numerous. happened? I, oh, you did? It was numerous? Oh, Joel knows. Joel knows. Joel, you know anything about this? Listen, Kirk Cousins, he paid off for, for Harry, and uh, yeah, Ben is he's stirring right now in his mom's the Sam Darnold. according to Harry. You have beef with Sam Harry. Sam Darnold saying the, the, Panthers lost on, the, 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 the Panthers lost on Sunday because of the block punt. It's out of his mind. What happened yeah. to the, the three picks by Darnold? That, well, that, that, that's in? the play that led to their loss, though, but all right. So I actually thought that easy touchdown recovery in the end zone when Hertz fumbled or whatever that was, it ended up being a safe. Right. It's like, wow, that, that, that should have been it. That, that, that was, was big. big. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. But you have a problem with Harry and, and his problem with Mello. 
Whoa, I mean, neither of you guys went uh, Nets-Lakers, which I like, but, I mean, for Harry to go Lakers-Under for Syracuse great Carmelo chasing a ring. I mean, it is uh, weird. You would think he would stick with Carmelo. He's the one guy that I, that I just frown upon when it comes to the NBA and and all sports when it comes to Syracuse, because it just, Darren knows the years of the Knicks, Brian knows just the, the constant having to have him get his three point shots, not factor the, not not get the ball around, get it down low. It's he's got to get his possessions and everyone's sick of it. And he's ended every time when they make the playoffs, George Carl definitely was sick of it. Carmelo can't All get right. it done in the playoffs. There you go. All right. Speaking of Knicks fans, let's bring him on. He's the biggest Knicks fan outside of this podcast. And now he's on this podcast. But first, the college football season is in full swing, and you can make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, all customers get a $10 parlay bet bonus. Just place a $20 parlay bet, get a $10 bonus, win or lose. Got some big games. Spaghetti, is your Notre Dame, are they playing this week or they quit? They're, they're they're ahead of the curve. They don't need to play anymore, do they? I mean, look, uh, I'm playing quarterback for them uh, this weekend, so I'm not sure if I trust them anymore if they uh, uh, depending on who they have on their schedule because it's a roller coaster ride every single week. Yeah. All right. A lot of fun. Uh, Iowa's been uh, a fa- 11 and a half point favorite. You could take them. You could take Baylor minus five and a half over BYU. There's some good games out there. College rolls on and you can too. FanDuel.com slash against all odds. Easy to use, easy to register, easy to deposit, easy to find your bet. Live betting. Easy to place your bet fast during a game. That's the best. Fast withdrawals when you win. FanDuel pays your winnings as little as 24 hours. You have odds, boosts, and specials every single day. If you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, sign up today with promo code against all odds to also receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code against all odds so they know I sent you. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, and 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, or Virginia. Hit the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, let's bring him in. He's our dear, dear friend. And like Jay-Z, he also made the Yankee hat more famous than a Yankee can. Jerry Ferrara is here. What's up, Jerry? Oh, what is going on? I missed you guys. It's good to be here. It's good to see all of you. I clearly haven't seen people in a while, so uh, it's great (laughs) to see you guys. It's great to see you. I feel bad that we have to start with the negatives, but um, it's been a rough run. You didn't like many Saints of Newark. I want to talk about that. The Giants stink, and they're about to get worse. And now everyone, including the parlay kid and brother Briar, picking the Knicks to make the playoffs and over 42 wins. So we know how that works. And uh, and now you have two kids also that you can't even take all this in with the constant screaming you were telling me about. So that's a lot to unpack. Cause And yeah. if you had told me like two years ago, hey, the Knicks are going to be the thing that saves your mentality. Like they're actually <laughs> going to be fun to watch and they're going to guide you through uh, the rest of the year. I would, I would, I would have bet the house on that being wrong. Uh, the, the, the Cowboy Giants situation, I mean, the Barkley sprained ankle. I, were you a little nervous about that game? I don't think we would have beat you, but I think we would have given you the scare of a lifetime had guys stayed healthy. I don't know about a lifetime. I mean, a lifetime's a long time. I, I will say this. I was worried. I was talking about the, their pass rush was pretty good. They were getting in on Dak, right? I, and it, that, that worried me a little bit. I knew our defense would step up against Daniel Jones, but we beat the crap out of you. We really did. It was a... It was like a Warriors type uh, beatdown. I don't mean Golden State Warriors, like the movie, right? I mean, I don't love seeing Daniel Jones like woozy and everything, but that was, I mean, you did it to Dak, right? So it's fair is fair. You did it to Dak. It, it is. And, and, you know, I tried not to buy into the Garrett stuff because I listened to you for years just, just <laughs> you know, talk about Garrett. And I've always tried to have a positive outlook, but that was one of the worst play calls on what was it, like mm. a third and one mm. or whatever it mm. was, fourth and one. What a terror. I, I mean, it obviously looks worse because Daniel Jones got knocked out or whatever, but that also was just a terrible, terrible play call. And then, it didn't look like that bad of a hit, and he literally got up like Rocky Balboa against <laughs> yeah, the Russian. Really like, <laughs> fell back down and got up again. It was scary, you know? You hate yeah. to see that. And then Kadarius Tony looked like he wanted to win the game, and then he gets suckered into a fight at the right. end of the game. Yeah, it's a he's disaster. Up, he's up against uh, Fury. I think I, I'd like <laughs> to see him fight one of the Pauls before um, those guys disappear. No, you're exactly right. Um, it was interesting. Jason Garrett 
they converted. I think when Jones went out, it was like fourth and one. And then they went to commercial. Like, I think they were still in commercial when he went for it. And like Glennon, they handed off and scored. But then they had another fourth and goal. I was like, well, there's no way this is working twice for Jason Garrett. So that was the thing. But here's what uh, here's the problem with the Giants, uh, aside from being bad. You have the Rams, the Panthers, the Chiefs, the Raiders, and at the Buccaneers. This is all before Thanksgiving. This could be brutal. Yeah, you don't ever see in football like shut it down like by week five, right? It usually happens around week eight or not. But if I'm the Giants, I'm I'm not advocating tanking in the NFL. But like, what <laughs> dude, it is over. You're not catching Dallas. Obviously, two playoff teams are not coming out of the NFC East. The schedule, the teeth of the schedule hasn't even started yet. It's just beginning. Right. Uh, you can't beat the Falcons or Washington. It's a, it's a dead season. So yeah, I would I would I hate to say it. Uh, I would play for the draft pick and just run highlights of 2007 and 2011 all day. Do you know what their season total win total is now? Obviously been adjusted. Uh, they got <laughs> one, uh, four and a half. Ooh, it's five and a high. half. That's high. high. Oh, isn't it? oh, let's go big on the under guys. Let's throw it all <laughs> in on the no. under. See, he's a true yeah. giants fan. He knows what's going on. Yeah. Uh, they're giving me so much joy. I can't be too, too mad. I mean, I'm mad, but thank you. Thankfully we have betting and fantasy right. to get me through. I know. It's got to be tougher to watch a Giants than videos of Harry in a hot tub, right? Or is that, that, it's, it's on par. Close. It's on par. I guess if you're like in the hot tub watching the Giants with well, Harry, Jared, that, Jared, would, I, that, that whole, would rival that whole sequence it. of events with, uh, with um, Jones getting hurt. Again, Garrett tried the same play twice on first and second down, straight up the gut. Then he really tries to get a little fancy and goes Jones to the outside, gets him crushed. We get the touchdown, but by then you were, we got Glennon. Now we got Glennon in the game, and he's he's a journeyman who just throws the ball over the place, gets picks, and Dallas got you know, and it's just, it's now it's going to be even worse because of that situation. And I kind of blame Garrett for that. So. And good. he was starting to look good. Danny Dines was really starting yeah, to like. Yeah. I, I'm not saying he you know he's turned into a down. pro quarterback, but he's really starting to look get get into a good stride there. Saints game was good. He was probably going to have a decent uh, statistical game against the Cowboys. But, you know, I mean, so, what, what are you going to do? So Go would ahead, the Brian. Giants fans, Jerry, rather see Judge gone or Garrett gone, both gone? I, as a Cowboys fan, I still I kind of like Judge as a coach, uh, but I don't have a say in that. But Garrett, <laughs> obviously, to me, is the guy that would have to go. I, I think As a Judge, Cowboys can, fan, I love Garrett you do. as a coach Everyone for the does. Giants. As a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I want that the next well, that, 20 years. That, that is yeah. true. But I, I, I respect Judge. I think Judge is going to be a pretty good head coach <laughs> in time. I think he's getting hamstrung by Garrett, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I think if you had to choose like Hunger Games style, I think, I, I think you keep Judge. I mean, it doesn't, they're still playing hard, even with the lack right. of talent in areas. I don't, I don't think it's, although, gosh, the special teams penalty against Washington, like, wasn't he like a prized special teams coach from the Patriots? Like, you hate right, to see right, that. Right. Uh, but no, I think you stick with Judge at this point. I, don't th I, I think he's actually gotten a lot out of the team in a way, and it does look like Danny Dimes is developing a little bit. The defense was good last year, and now they look they look pretty bad. Like, Sal said the pass rush was okay, and we caused the turnover on a great pick, but you know, there's a lot of holes. And, but Tony does look like the right pick from where the Giants mm -hmm. were. He does look like the right draft pick. Uh, all right, let's switch to something a little little sunnier here. The New York Knicks. Now, I think this is sunnier, but um, if you look at this number, and Jerry, it makes me think, you know, Vegas knows more than anybody. What were the Knicks, 41 and yep. 31 last year? Yes. So you would think if they're on par, they would their win total in an 82 games season would be in the high 40s or mid 40s it's 41 and a half what gives you could get 10 extra games and go over and uh and 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 well, I don't understand why well, is Fandle doing this to everyone I'm still I still would like the under there I just think the east has really? gotten so much better I mean I'm wow. sorry over, over. I'm sorry <laughs> oh, okay. no, no, I'm no. still like the <laughs> locked into the under we have to go with your <laughs> no, no, no. I still would like to, by the way that's just my textbook answer I've been giving for 10 years in a row I still like the under there I, I just felt weird saying I still like the over and believing that with confidence I still like the over I think that number might be a result of the Bulls getting a lot better. The Heat getting mm -hmm. healthier and better. You know, a lot of teams have reloaded. I think there's like two or three bad teams. You got to think Washington might be a little better than last year. I think it's going to be from that 
five down the 10 range in the East. I think it's going to be a lot more competitive than it was last year. And it sounds like they're not buying the Julius Randle most improved player. Maybe they're buying more of the playoff performance than the regular season performance. I think the Knicks are better. I think they're deeper. I think they got more athletic with some of the rookies they have. I think, mm-hmm. obviously, Kemba on a great contract, so I would still like the over, but the East is a lot better, and gone are the days, I think. Obviously, the West is so top-heavy, you kind of declare it to them, but we got the champs in our division. Who knows what's going to happen in Brooklyn? Uh, now, Ben Simmons, my, I mean, that was a great, that, that'd be great. I looked at Fandle, the odds of Ben Simmons for MVP and Kyrie. If you had to take one of those, which one would you take? Wow. MVP. Ben Simmons or Kyrie Irving? <laughs> Who are you taking it right now? <laughs> I, I, I just burn it. I throw it in this river. I don't know that, that you can't use that much. They actually have teams that Ben Simmons will end up end up on, right? Don't they have, isn't that one of the things here? Yeah. I thought I saw something like Although that. Although I'm hearing, yeah. I, I thought I was just reading something where they, they might be able to work him work it out with him going back to Philly. I mean, how on earth is that going to be? It's like talking about the guy's girlfriend after they break up and then they get back together. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, shoot, right. we got to go to dinner with them tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how uh, anyone goes to dinner with this guy. I, I don't trust it at all with him. Um, I was going to ask you, over under two and a half courtside appearances, we see Jerry Ferrara. Oh, oh nice. over. And they're mm. usually be at oh, the really? t- over for okay. sure. And that's probably okay. going to be at the top of the year. And then if they're good, they'll probably bump me back nine rows for like the cast of succession. <laughs> if they're bad, then I'll, I'll probably be able, I'll probably still be over there hanging out. So right. that'll all depend on where they're at by the all-star break. But early I could, I could probably get two in, in the first month. Ooh. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. That's good. All right. I wasn't sure how many of these kids, how much this kids, uh, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. You have to get that. extra seats. You have to get extra seats. What's your uh, finals prediction at this point? Wow. I, I was really looking at that today, and I was looking at some bets of who I like. Oddly enough, okay, I do think there's a lot of cool value with the Sixers in the event that either Simmons mm-hmm. does get traded or come back. I, I just think that I don't think it's going to be mm-hmm. the Bucks again. Uh, Brooklyn, who knows? I mean, the easy answer is like Brooklyn, the Lakers. I'm going right. to go... I'm going to go Sixers. No one who's no one's going to pick. I'm going to say the Sixers because mm-hmm. what storyline would be better for 2022 that could trump 2021 would be the Sixers make the finals. I think the that's Sixers true. and I think the Ooh. Suns get back there again. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's a fun one. I think right, the, good <laughs> I think the get Suns get back there those. again. Suns, uh, where are they? They're at 15 to one and the Sixers are 20 to one. Yeah, that's good. That would be, I mean, Trust the process. Now, the process has been redefined about seven or eight times now in the last few years. So if it happens this year without Ben Simmons, wow. I don't know what the, what to say on the T-shirts. Um, many Saints. Um, well, now I even forgot. Newark? Newark, is yes. It? Newark, New yeah. Jersey. Uh, no, T-neck. Many Saints are yeah, T-neck. It's, it's T-neck. Yeah, right. Uh, Nutley, I think it is. Um, <laughs> not a lot of people loved it. Uh, people I respect, like you and Mike Lombardi, a big Sopranos fans, I, I I liked it a lot. Give give me your thirty seconds on why it didn't uh, tickle your fancy. Here. Thirty seconds. Uh, I, I'm as big of a Sopranos fan as anybody. I've seen it four billion times through. I guess maybe I just wanted it to be as good, if not better, than the show. Uh, and it, it was just missing what I also let my favorite element of the show of all time, which was James Gandolfini at times yeah. it was really good. And at other times it kind of felt like a very special Halloween episode of the Sopranos where they were all dressed. <laughs> people were like dressed up like the characters. Uh, some parts really, really worked. I didn't hate it. I just like, man, I, I, I just, I, I cleared out the whole night. I got the kids to sleep early, had the popcorn, the wine, and then just didn't quite, didn't, it yeah. just didn't quite do it for me. You know, Lombardi said too, he's like, it was like going to a high school reunion and realizing you have nothing in common with everyone there. And uh, I was like, oh, that hurt. That sucks. But you're right. No Gandolfini. That was a big swing and miss by David Chase. Not getting that guy back. Oh, no, I, I know nothing compared to David Chase. If you're going to do like double roles or something, why not bring Imperioli? Well, I guess he was too old. Why not make Imperioli play his dad? I guess oh, yeah, he's you're too right. old now, though. Is he too old? What do you mean too old? He's too old than... Uh, Oh, to play the dad. To play Dicky. To play Dicky. You know, right. like if we're going to do gotcha. that, let's just really blur the lines. Ah, what do gotcha. I know? I'm a hack, so don't listen to me. I don't no, know anything. No, you're not. No, the one thing you said that rang true to me that um, you like, he needed to be a stronger character, right? The the uh, 
Dicky Imperioli. Well, that's Dickie, the thing. Like, Dick, I, yeah, I think he was, you know, he was larger than life. It's Tony's idol. And, mm -hmm. and I, yeah, I just, and maybe it's impossible to kind of capture. I don't know, but that, that character just really needed to be just larger than life. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's going to be another one. Um, I really love Silvio. I really love, I really thought like that was the <laughs> was greatest great. Silvio impression in the world. And the guy happened to be a good actor too. Like, I don't know how they got it going, but, um, yeah. So the, the, the two, the two year old and the younger one, you have not, um, had them watch the Sopranos yet, right? No, That's I'm too, thinking maybe, uh, next year Sopranos, then we'll fire up Entourage so they could just see what Hollywood yes. was like mm. in the early two thousands. And then maybe we'll fire it up with, we'll follow it with Deadwood or something light. Yeah, I think that's good. That's a good schedule to put it. <laughs> Write it on the refrigerator. So don't yeah, forget. yeah, that's yeah. Good. Sopranos, Entourage, uh, Deadwood in that order. You have anything stupid to say to Jerry, Harry? Nothing to say <laughs> stupid to Jerry at all, no. <laughs> Harry, Perfect. I miss you, Harry. Listen, we used Jack. to be aligned on all our picks last uh, year. We're not really aligned this it, year. I, I pick along with you guys. We're not nearly as aligned. Jerry, you know what sucks really is being a Giants fan now. It's just, it, and I've said this to the guys too, and with Sal and Darren being uh Cowboy fans. It's just such a slap. It's hard to root for the Giants. Such a slap in the face when Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett is the offensive coordinator. And we made fun of Dallas all these years for being eight and eight and not making the playoffs. And Jerry still holding on to Garrett. And now he's hmm. our offensive coordinator. And we granted, we've had tons of injuries. It's been brutal. The injury factor has been awful, probably more than anyone else in the NFL. But still, yeah, Galladay too. Yeah, throw yeah. him in. Yeah, Galladay went down too. That, that was uh, yeah. money, you know, right now in the trash, basically getting Galladay where he's been injured so much. But again, just Jason Garrett is just so hard to root for the Giants, especially when you're when he's your offensive coordinator. It's awful. It's like Brando right. in The Godfather. He says, I didn't know until just now it was Barzini the whole time. Like, it was Garrett the whole uh, time. Yeah. It was him the I whole time. We blamed you. other people. We blamed, yes. It was Garrett the whole time. Mm. We told you Roseanne Barr was crazy. Why are you dating her now? Like, well, we warned you. And, uh, and within the division, uh, no less. Go ahead, Parlay Kid. You got something? Well, Eli Manning's two Super Bowl wins uh, on those Giants teams. Really, uh, you would sacrifice about 50 bad years for that seasons for that right i mean come on yeah. i mean you, there were He's two going very He's fortunate to runs to win the super bowl <laughs> those years and uh maybe the luck has uh, run out here for the giants uh since yes then. so it's I mean, it's been too long actually, come on now hey listen jerry you, you you enjoyed did you enjoy the eli uh I, I think he's going to make the Hall of Fame no matter what, but I think that helps. That definitely that dual pot that uh, not podcast, but uh, broadcast that ESPN had on on the Deuce. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, at first, I kind I, I didn't want to listen to it because I'm like, ah, this there's no way this is going to go well, right? They just can't. They're not together. It's there's just two right. quarterback. It's it's a revelation. I truly I truly <laughs> love it. I and it's like the perfect level. I mean, I switch back and forth a lot, so I get I get my. Yeah commentary when I need it. And I, I dive in there. I think it's, I think it's perfect. I really do. I'm enjoying it a lot. It's a lot of fun. Well, I think it's over. So I hope you enjoyed it. I don't think, I don't think they come back. I think it was just like a five week thing, but uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we miss you. We love you. Uh, Jen Piacenti comes on here. She cries every Monday. It was like, all right, he's not coming back. You have to move on to somebody else. I don't know what to tell you, but how are you? Do you have a fantasy? I know you weren't able to pay as close attention this year. How are your fantasy teams? So, and, and, and it certainly shows uh, that I haven't played close. <laughs> Although in that league I, I won, the one that Piacenti brought me into yeah. as the rookie, I, I started mm -hmm. off 0-2. I've reeled off a bunch of wins in a row, getting healthy at the right time. Uh, no, no, I, I I went all in on pits this year. And finally, that that really showed. Like, I have them too. Of course, it was at like early, early in the morning. Couldn't even fully enjoy it. But uh, I think you were, were you on the Falcons too, Sal? Were you on the Jets that game? I'm always on the damn Falcons. Uh, I was I, on the I, Falcons I was, I was on too the, that yeah. game. I was like the only one. I figured, well, somewhere I know Sal is also figuring out how the Falcons win this game. <laughs> <laughs> they almost disappointed. They almost gave a, the uh, Americanized version of them. When they, <laughs> they collapsed in the fourth quarter, but they held on. But anyway, all right, Jerry. All right, thanks guys. so much for coming on. Thanks, Sal. You'll see him in fantasy. He's all over the place. He's yes. a gamer, and he's going to play Dickie Moltisanti <laughs> in the Many Saints of Newark uh, Part 2. Yes. Comes out next year. I'm going to be young Vito, actually. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> later. Go next. Go, you next. Go next. See you, pal. Later, guys. All right. There later, you go. Jer. There you go. That was it. Jerry Ferrara came on. We did it. We went over all the NBA stuff. And now we don't have to talk NBA for the rest of the year. No, Good. I'm just joking. No. I'm just joking. No, stop, Harry. We will be back Thursday to go over the Thursday night football game. I go for 11 in a row, Tampa Bay at Philadelphia. And then Friday, 
We do all the games, all the big games, college and pro, to get you ready for the weekend. That's another episode of Against All Odds for Spaghetti, Meatballs, Babyface Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na 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 na